Hi, welcome to Exploring Illusion of Free Will. My name is George Ortega, and today's topic is deprogramming ourselves from free will belief. Okay, now before we get into this, I want to, like, as we usually do, go over the purpose of the show, the definition of free will, and just completely refute it. Um, okay, so let's do this. Now, the reason I'm doing this show, the reason this is, like, episode number 64, is because, like, the universe, because we don't have a free will, the universe has made practically all of us, most of us, you know, certainly our leaders and our governments and our colleges and schools and stuff, completely mistaken, completely wrong um, about the nature of human will. It's made us believe that we have a free will when we don't. And, and like, that creates so much so many problems for us. I mean, like, because if we didn't, like, if we, if everyone got that free will is an illusion, we would be so much more compassionate to each other, to ourselves. We wouldn't feel, we wouldn't blame others. We wouldn't feel guilty, okay? It'd be, it'd be a brand new world. And let me tell you something, like, with this Occupy revolution of the 99% happening, like, this spring, summer, and fall, you know, like, we can go into this, like, you know, well, you know, the 1% are evil, you know, they deserve this, whatever, whatever, and, you know, they could feel the same way about the 99%. We can do it that way, you know, based on this, this mistaken notion of free will. And incidentally, I've got, you know, the sign, like, on its side, it's kind of like a metaphor. It's like, you know, I'm not really turning the world upside down with this, but I'm turning it on its side, you know, and free will is going down. But anyway... We could, uh, we could just go in through this revolution just, like, blaming ourselves and just, like, you know. Or, if God willing, if fate willing, if, if you know, because it's not up to us. If we're lucky and the universe makes us, like, really get it, you know, sometime soon. And, you know, we're kind of working on that, but, you know, it's not up to us. Then, you know, like, then we can, like, it'll be so much kinder, so much, you know, we can just flow into a new world, you know. Um, all right, now, what do I mean by free will? I should have started with this. All right, when people say they have a free will, that, you know, what they're saying is like, yeah, what I do is completely up to me, that nothing in, nothing that I don't have control of is taking any part in any decision I make. And, well, the, all right. Now, the easiest way to refute that is to invoke the principle of causality. And, and causality is that it, it's cause and effect. Everything has a cause. Nothing happens without a cause. Nothing happens without a cause. Think about it. You can't have things happening without a cause. That's like such basic, you know, experience, basic logic, basic science. As a matter of fact, science is based on that principle. You know, science couldn't work at all without causality. So like, so, so like how do you refute free will easily? If everything has a cause, that means everything we do, everything we think, feel, decide, has a cause. And naturally, that cause of everything we decide has a cause. And that cause has a cause. And that cause has a cause. And, you know, you got to remember, causes to things never come, uh, you know, after things. A cause will always come before its effect. That's why it's like cause and effect. And so, like, so... With each cause, for whatever it is, you have this chain of causation going back. It's going back in time. So, like, and you take this, it's a causal regression going back to before we were born, before the, the earth was created, before the sun was created, you know, and presumably, perhaps before the Big Bang. We don't know what, you know, what, um, 
what happened before then, but, you know, at least to the Big Bang. So, like, that, that is why free will is completely impossible. There, there are other ways of, of understanding. As a matter of fact, I've got a show coming up sometime soon. Hold on. On, on, um, on May 3rd, yeah, um, 10 ways of refuting free will. So, you know, there, there, for example, like we have an unconscious where, where all our data is stored, and by definition, we're not conscious of it. So how, and like when we say we have a free will, we're, we're saying we have a consciously free will. But if we can't access the, the data upon which we make our decisions because it's in the unconscious, then two things. One, obviously we can't be freely, freely making the decision. Um, and two, obviously every decision we make has to be made at the level of the unconscious. The unconscious is the only part of our mind that has access to data in the unconscious. Think about it, you know? <laughs> so, like, so anyway, that is why free will is impossible. Okay, but the theme of the show is deprogramming ourselves from free will belief, and the idea is, like, you know, it's not, you know, the universe, the universe, let me tell you something, the universe has fun with us. I mean, like, the universe has made, has programmed us to, to get, you know, the second fundamental fact of existence wrong. The first fundamental fact of, of human existence is we exist, all right? The second fundamental fact is that we do things, you know? We, we, we think, feel, and all. And so, like, this second fundamental fact about us, the universe has gotten us... To, to get completely wrong. It's just like, you know, it got us to, like, think that, like, that, that uh, we were the center of the, of the universe, that, like, that our world was completely flat, that, that the sun was revolving around us. You know, I mean, the, the universe, I don't know if it's got a sense of humor or what, but, like, it just gets us to get, you know, to get things wrong. Um, you know, and so, like, now, now... For, for reasons that only the universe understands, because it's not up to us, it, it's like it has decided, and it's absolutely decided because of this show, because of my work, because like Sam Harris just came out with his book, Free Will, and he's like a best-selling author, so it's really out there. Um, so the universe has, has definitely decided, okay, it's time for humanity to, um, to get this right. And, you know, I was thinking about this the other day. I'm thinking like, well, you know, maybe, maybe... No, I, I, I can't, you know, I don't know why. All right, maybe, like, we weren't, like, intelligent or educated or civilized enough in the past to really understand this. It's kind of like you don't, you wouldn't teach, like, a nine-year-old kid to drive a car, you know? I mean, you could, but you wouldn't, okay? So, like, so because like, a nine-year-old isn't ready to drive a car. So, like, so maybe in the past we, ju we weren't ready to learn this. But now, apparently, the universe has decided that, w that we are. And I'm just guessing, and if I'm guessing wrongly, don't blame me because I don't have a free will. <laughs> All right. Um, so again, it's just—it's not enough that we understand that free will is an illusion. We have to apply it to our lives for it to make sense. And I got to start off with telling you, like, just recently, and you know. I'm just conjecturing. The universe is making me conjecture as to why this is going on. But recently, this is really sinking in with me. I mean, like, you know, I um, I used to be very political. I mean, now with this Occupy thing, I'm thinking, all right, Occupy is going <laughs> to solve the world's problems. I'm kind of like retired from politics. But like, you know, in a, in a sense, 
I find it very difficult to kind of like dislike my political opponents now because like I keep telling them, wait a minute, it's not, it's, they're not responsible for the, their, you know, their views and opinions and, and, you know, you know, stances and all that I think are completely wrong and, and evil and all that, you know, so I'm telling you that this is really working, but See, I do this show like on average once a week. I mean, I tape like, you know, three episodes at a time, so I'm not here all the time. But I also have my meetup once a month in Manhattan and then the call-in show in, in Manhattan that, that airs once a week, although we're, we don't tape, you know, live all the time, but it's generally a live show. And so like, you know, and I'm thinking about this a lot. And so like, so it's happening. But, but what I want to focus, what I want to emphasize on this show is like, you know, again, like, for those of you who understand that free will is an illusion, um, you can you can you know go from just understanding that to applying it to your life to make your life better. Because this is why I'm doing this show. You know, it's a, you know I started off with the Occupy Revolution. You know, all this stuff. This this relates on a personal level. You know, when 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 people in our lives do wrong, you know, our we're we've been conditioned, we've been programmed by the universe to blame them and think they're they're bad, and then like try to get them back and all that stuff. And I'm not saying that you know we have to like take everything from people. We don't have to be a doormat. You know, sometimes we have to take action. We have to do things. Like if somebody's coming at you to kill you, well, you know, you're not going to stop and say, well, wait a minute. Like, you know, there's such a thing as self-defense, regardless of human will. But, um, but yeah, this you know, to the extent that we can just like go from just understanding that we don't have a free will to applying it to our lives, we we can make our personal lives and the world much better. So, okay, now, granted, you know, this, this, this practice in deprogramming ourselves from free will belief will be much easier when academia gets this, because they're really behind, when governments get this, when people in general get this. Again, you know, um, I'm really like pioneering this like a couple of years ago before I started doing my work. You know, the philosophers who wrote about this, they, they would write to other philosophers, charge $50 for their books. Nobody, you know, you know people wouldn't read them. Um, and most of them got the answer wrong. So like, so anyway, so, um, so yeah, um, this is happening, but it's, you know, I mean, it, I don't know, the, the universe is kind of like leading me to, to think that, um, May not happen too soon. I hope it happens soon, you know, for all our sakes. But anyway, here's, let's go through how we can, like, you know, just, like, systematically just kind of, like, retrain ourselves to, like, see ourselves and, and our world in the right way, you know, as not having free will. Okay. First, you want to kind of, like, you want to condition, condition yourself. You want to kind of, like, remind yourself. Anytime, anytime your wife, your husband, your kids, your friends, do anything that you consider wrong. It doesn't matter whether it's right or wrong, whatever, because who knows, you know, there might be differences of opinion. But anytime you, you find yourself, one, you know, perceiving that somebody in your life is doing something wrong, and this is the, the key part, two, find yourself becoming angry with them, you know, for that wrongdoing, that's the time to remind yourself, wait a minute, they don't have a free will, okay? So what happens? So you don't blame them. You know, so that's the next step. You know, like you practice not blaming myself. All right, they did something I did wrong, or, or they, they did something. The universe made them do something wrong. Okay, and so like you basically, 
you remind yourself not to blame them. You, you say, as I was saying before, you may have to address a situation. You know, like let's say if somebody lied to you, you know. Well, you, you know, and, and you know it's a lie, whatever. You, you might say to yourself, all right, well, this person, you know, I can't really trust, you know, what they say all the time. But, but you don't blame them. Okay. And, and you got to ask yourself, yeah, even before you do that, you have to ask yourself. Because, like, you know, even religion, like, I was raised Jewish, and, like, you know, one of the principal teachings, because it recognizes we're flawed, that we, 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 you know, we don't have free will. Well, it doesn't recognize we don't have free will, but recognizes that we're doing wrong all the time. It says that, like, you know, judge favorably to, to, to like, you know, oversee small kind of, like, you know, to forgive people, you know. So, so a lot of times, you know, we do forgive, but, but you know, we, we want to kind of, like, we want to f- kind of, like, determine... If if whatever they did calls for some kind of response, um, so all right. So what happens um, then? Let's say so. Let's say you've um, all right. You've reminded yourself that the person people don't have a free will. You've reminded yourself not to blame them. Then what do you do next? All right. Then you ask yourself, why do you think that they did? what they did that was wrong. Okay, let's say they lied to you. Okay, then, then you start, you know, and this is what happens in therapy, because like in therapy, this is a, exactly what counselors and therapists do. They don't like, they don't encourage, you know, if they're good therapists, their patients to like, you know, get really hostile and angry at people who do wrong. They, they encourage people to examine stuff. So like, you know, why did this person lie? Was, was the person like afraid to tell the truth? Because generally a lot of times that's what happens when people lie. Um, you know, I don't know. Um, you just, you, you begin to explore, you know, what caused the person to do whatever it is that they did wrong, okay? And, and then you can go beyond that. Then you ask, all right, why, you know, you remind yourself, why did the universe... Because it's the universe doing it. Again, why did the universe get them to do wrong? And, um, and then to the extent that like, maybe you, you became initially angry with them, then you might want to ask yourself, well, why then did the universe cause you to, um, to then become angry? You know? And it's not like you're going to find answers for all these questions you ask yourself about, you know, the motivations for people's behavior. But it just gets you in a more creative, productive kind of like frame of mind to address the situation rather than just like, you know, uh, shooting from the hip kind of recrimination, you know, just like, you know, you don't want to do that. You want to basically think about what's going on to address it in the most intelligent, compassionate way. Okay. And... So what happens when you do this? All right. If somebody does something wrong toward you with a free will perspective, you're going to blame them a lot of times, and you're going to sometimes seek revenge and all that. But to the extent that you get better and better at understanding free will is an illusion, nobody has a free will, then you go from seeing seeing them as, as evil, as bad, to seeing both them and you as victims. You're victims of, of, of the universe. Now, and, and that's the reality, because think about it. If they absolutely had to do what they did that you found hurtful, you know, wrong, whatever, and you were hurt by it, you're both victims. 
You know, um, sometimes, yeah, sometimes like somebody who does wrong will um, will benefit in some way. But I think you know, a lot of times, you know, even with this free will illusion, we recognize that like, you know, a lot of times when we do wrong, you know, um, we may not be punished immediately, but, but, you know, I think more often than not, perhaps there is a law of this, like, universal justice that it kind of doesn't make sense, actually, in a certain sense, anyhow, but, like, you know, just the idea that we, we get punished. Um, so, yeah, so, like, when we, um, when we see others and ourselves as victims, not as protagonists, as, as like, you know, perpetrators of evil, we're more compassionate toward, toward them and toward us. You know, and that's important. You get better and better at this. Um, now, all right. Then, you know, go go back, you know, then you can go back to like, well, should you should you be angry with the universe then? Because I, you know, at the stage that I'm at, this is what I'm, you know, I'm kind of like really getting much better at, at acting according to un- my understanding that free will is an illusion. But then like, I end up blaming the universe. I, you know, I can't understand, first of all, why the universe created pain in the first place. Because when you think about it, without pain, this reality, you know, this, this world, this earth and stuff would be complete paradise. You know, and like a lot of times under the free will perspective, you hear see people saying, well, yeah, you know, you feel pain. You know, it's a tool to teach you, you know, to teach you morals, to teach you compassion for other people. Because when you feel pain, you feel pain for others and stuff teaches you empathy and all but think about it if if there was no pain to begin with then you wouldn't have to feel pain to 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 learn to like overcome to to avoid greater pain and stuff so i don't know why the universe created pain i don't know why the universe you know deceives us but i'm not going to blame the universe i mean this is what i'm working with this is kind of like you know this is like a work in progress here because a lot of a lot of these themes you know um yeah, I'm working with them as as I work with the ideas that they develop, and I'm thinking to myself, um, it could be it could be that God or the universe, however we want to see it, may not have a free will either. For example, let's say we we um, we see the universe in terms of God. Okay, we, we tend to kind of like we tend to like ascribe to God goodness. God is good, okay? Most people think God is good. All right, if God is good, God has to be good. God doesn't have the choice. God can't decide, well, I'm going to, like, you know, be evil. I mean, it doesn't make sense in a certain sense anyhow because, like, you know, that's how, there's that question, you know, like, you know, because God is also supposed to be, like, omnipotent, you know, all-powerful. And then there's, there's that question that, that like, kind of points out the uh, inconsistency to that question, to that consideration. It's like, if God is all-powerful, can God create a, a boulder so big that even God can't lift it? And so, so that holds us, you know. Basically, what I'm trying to say is, like, you know, it, it's, probably, it's probably for the best to not even get angry at the universe, to, to think that, like, what's happening now, what had to happen, and because anger, you know, anger by definition is a reaction to perceived injustice, but it's an emotional reaction. It tends not to be pleasant. So, like, you know, what happens is um, we don't have to kind of, like, feel, quote-unquote, feel the anger to kind of, like, recognize that something's wrong. So, um, so yeah, and so, like, what happens, like, we may not like that we don't have a free will, because if we had a free will, you know, who among us would do anything wrong at any time? Who, who among us, if we had a free will, wouldn't be completely happy all the time? You know, so, like, 
So we might kind of like, you know, <laughs> this is funny, because like, we might tend to kind of like feel upset about that. Well, we shouldn't even feel upset about that, but it's the universe that would make us feel upset about that if, if, we, if we did. But, um, but yeah, I think, I think, you know, as an end, as an end goal to all this, you know, it's, it's a way to overcome anger and feelings of vengeance towards others, towards yourself, and toward God, the universe, however we want to define what's actually really controlling everything, the causal past, the, you know, cause and effect, this, this principle. Okay, so like, all right, so like that's how you, you know, you, you apply these kinds of steps to situations, you know, and you can do the same thing to yourself, with yourself. When you do something wrong, you, you kind of like, if you find yourself you know, feeling guilty, oh man, I'm bad, you know, look at what I did, you, you remind yourself, wait a minute, you know, this wasn't up to, I didn't mean to do this, I wouldn't have done this if I had a free will, and then you, then you, um, then <laughs> you don't blame yourself, so anyway, you go through these whole steps, um, but you can also, like, look for opportunities to do this, like, with people you're talking with, you know, I think it's pretty common in our modern culture that when people converse, they'll converse a lot of times about their problems, about what somebody in their life did to them recently that they're really pissed about. I mean, come on, who, we all do that, you know? Um, and like, so what happens is like, these are perfect opportunities to like, to really in real time practice, you know, in a, in a really beneficial way, because as I was saying before, this is what therapists and counselors do practice at helping those people and yourself, you know, by extension also, but, you know, by being involved in this, um, just overcome the feelings of, of vengeance toward another person. For example, a person says to you, well, you know, my friend just really, um, they were supposed to be someplace at a certain time, and they just weren't there, you know, and I'm so pissed at them, you know, and like, so the person's telling you this, and so what do you do? You ask them, oh, well, why do you think they were late? And they might say, oh, they're just like that. You know, they're always late. Or, or they, they, they're either late or they don't show up. They're like so inconsiderate. You know, and then you ask them, okay, so why are they inconsiderate? And you know, this, at this point, when you go there, the person starts thinking, huh, well, you want to know, I get you know, this person's parents actually weren't all that considerate either. Or, or, or they might say, I don't know. That's just the way the person is. And as soon as the person, you know, makes that realization, you know, the person is just that way, then they begin to understand, yeah, the person didn't do what they did freely. And, and so, like, that's the key. Like, you keep asking, you know, well, why? Why did the person, why wasn't the person there? Why was the, why is the person inconsiderate? Why, why, for example, is one person more considerate than another, you know? And that, that when, when you go th with that line of reasoning, it is impossible to not ultimately get to, to the point where you realize that factors outside of the person's control really determined whatever they were doing that, were wrong, that was wrong. Okay. Um, now, all right, as I was saying before, this, this like, kind of practice is great for, like, politics and maybe movies also, because like, you know, well with politics, you know, like politics, they're always like blaming, demonizing their opponents, you know, political parties, you know, personal opponents and stuff. And you can get sucked into that. So like, to the extent uh, that, that you understand that these politicians don't have a free will, that, you know, however heinous their, their beliefs are, 
that you disagree with, that they they had absolutely nothing to do with these, you know, to having these beliefs that, you know, um, then, you know, fine, you might want to battle and politically vote them out of office, you know, work to, to get them out of office or whatever. But you can do that, you know, without any personal animosity toward them, you know, and and um, and that that's good. With movies, with movies, like a lot of times you um, movies will encourage you a lot of times to like see, you know, one guy is good and one guy is bad. A group of people is good and, and someone is bad. And, and and you know, I'm not sure that's all so helpful towards society because that that's kind of like encouraging insanity. You know, it's like with movies, like. You have like somebody who does bad, and you recognize that it's bad, but you kind of like feel bad for the criminal too, for the bad guy too, because you know he's going to get it in the end anyhow. You know, I mean, that's the way it works. So yeah, so you know, you can use this in movies. Um, okay, so, and, and what happens when you do this? Yeah, um, in religion, in religion, they teach you don't hate your enemies, love your enemies. Well, fine, but like. As religion also teaches us that we have a free will, and like, you know, if, if if religion wants to really help people to love their enemies, if if religions begin to teach their congregations, their adherents, that no, free will is a myth. I'm sorry, you know, our prophets got it wrong. They got some things right. They got some things wrong. There's something they got wrong. Then then it'll make it so much easier for people to understand that. Um, that um you know they had no choice that you know they did you know to love to love people that um that may do wrong because because they are victims of it and because you know if you know again like what's what I don't like about the universe cuz it does it makes us do things wrong cuz obviously we don't have a free will then it'll punish us for for what we did wrong that that is like just so wrong <laughs> that is so wrong i'm not going to blame the universe but think about it so, like, to the extent, again, at least as people, to the extent that, like, we recognize that um, that we don't have a free will, others don't have a free will, we can just be more compassionate and love our enemies more. Well, you know, well, whatever. Okay. Um, so, again, the, the, the more you practice this, the easier it will become. And I'm telling you, I'm going through a, through a major existential change in my life. I mean, I'm, like, bopping through town. I'm listening to Pink Floyd because that's, like, you know, I'm, I'm like, Learning, like, um, I play lead guitar. I want to get really good. And Pink Floyd is about kind of like, it's a surreal experience. So I'm like, I'm, I'm viewing this world as if like, whoa, nobody has a free will. And it's a much cooler way to view people, yourself, and everything. It's just like, it feels better. Um, and the other thing, like, in terms of like appreciating this, appreciate the wonder of it. You know, the wonder of how like, whoa. Nothing is up to us. We're just like, again, we may not like it because, again, if we had a free will, we'd be completely happy, completely good. But just accept and appreciate how amazing it is that this is the reality. Nothing is, is, is up to us in any way. We're just acting everything out. Everything, life is like a movie. All right. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode, and I'll get, see you again soon on Exploring Illusion Free Will. Thanks.